Hey y'all, I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced Podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. Welcome back, everyone, to the Being Balanced podcast. I'm C.G. Townsend, your host. And y'all, I just, you know how I am. I get so giddy and excited and super stoked about who we're going to talk to that I always tell you that I'm so excited to talk to this person. But really and truly, I cannot contain my excitement to talk to Kat today. We met, which feels like eons ago, but it was like five or six years ago <laughs> in New Orleans. And she is just such a gem and I cannot wait for you guys to learn so much from her. So I'm going to pass the mic right on over to you, Kat. Tell us all about you. Like paint the picture for us. Oh, CG, thank you so much. I'm just like, I'm so happy to be talking with you too. And truly, doesn't it feel like almost a lifetime ago that we were part of NLC in New Orleans? It just, I mean, five years is a lifetime in some ways. I don't know. Yes. Um, <laughs> So hello, everyone. My name is Kat Palavoda. Um, I uh, live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And probably the, one of the most interesting things about me is that I own a plus size resale shop. I am a small business owner. Uh, my shop is called Cake Plus Size Resale. And so I spend my life and time really focused on my business, um, you know, like maintaining and growing my business. Um, but I think maybe more importantly, I just want people to feel comfortable and confident in their bodies. Uh, I want people, specifically plus size folks, to feel like they belong um, and that like nothing's wrong with your body. You're cool the way you are. And also like you can find affordable, cute clothes that fit your size. And beyond that, I just um, I spend time talking about body positivity and fat liberation and connect that to kind of the bigger like structural inequities at play in our society. Um, and I think that it's just like, that's what, what life's all about, right? Like working to create change that we think is important. I did, I was so excited to just get right on in here. I didn't even tell folks one of the main reasons why I thought that you would be such an awesome person to come chat with us. So y'all, I know that Kat is such an advocate for body positivity and, you know, just making sure that people, like she said, feel confident and comfortable in their body. And you may be asking like, well, CG, what in the world does this have to do with being balanced? Well, y'all, being balanced is showing up as your whole self. So it's the inside and the outside. And, you know, when we feel pressured by things, whether it's our weight or people not treating us fairly because of our weight, when we feel that pressure, that impacts your productivity and it impacts who you are as a person and your ability to thrive. So I cannot wait for us to keep talking and really unpack some of the things you just said. So speaking of that word balance, tell me more about how you define balance. Um, so I guess I would define balance as sort of getting enough of everything I need to keep me feeling good. Um, and for me, balance is maybe more of like a feeling than a science. So like I do love to plan and I love to set goals and like kind of plan, you know, like a month or a week or like what my day will look like. And planning is like helpful and helps me feel in control of my time. But also it's just like, how does this all feel? You know, like I think I can have a perfectly planned day or a perfectly planned week, but it's just like, 
that I still might not feel as if I'm getting everything I need, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think about balance maybe in like larger segments of time, like a week or a month or a season, because it's not likely that everything, like to feel balanced, it's not likely that all of that can fit in one day. So it's sort of like, okay, well, if I know, maybe an example of this is like, if I know there's a busy season coming up for work, and that being said, all of the seasons of life are just totally different now in a pandemic, right? Right. Generally, it's like, okay, well, if I know I'm going into like a busier season, I want to kind of force myself to chill out in preparation or like in recovery from like the more demanding times. So kind of thinking about things, I don't know, maybe like in a cyclical way and just like, how am I feeling about all this, you know? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it's not really about what you have to do. And it's more so about how does doing this make me feel? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So when I was talking a little bit more about showing up as the whole self, right? And that whole journey of being balanced and those feelings that you mentioned, right? I'd love to know your thoughts on, you know, body shaming and the impacts on your mental health and tell us fat liberation. We want to know all about what's going on in your head around these topics and really being balanced. Yeah. And I I love that. Like, this is part of the conversation for you about being balanced, because I think it's so important. It's like how we feel about ourselves, how we show up in the world, how, you know, we live in our bodies. Like, that's just, that has to be part of how we think about who we are and, you know, how we're showing up at like trying to achieve a balanced life. You know, like we live in a culture that loves to make us feel like crap about our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, on the one hand, it's like, who could blame us for having negative feelings about ourselves? Because I feel like it's like sewn into the fabric of our culture. I mean, and it kind of literally is like the root of a lot of pressure that we feel about, you know, negative feelings about our body comes from capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy, you know, like Mm -hmm. the founding principles of our nation, unfortunately. Um, So it's like, of course, we're going to feel this way. And, but I do think like, if you're able to name if you're able to name that and work to get to a more positive or even kind of neutral place when thinking about our bodies, we'll be better for it. Um, and not to, well, okay, not, I was about, I was about to say not to get to political, but no, like to get very political. Like one of it? my favorite quotes about this is from Naomi Wolf and the beauty myth. And I'm paraphrasing, but she talks about how like a culture fixated on thinness, especially for women is about obedience rather than beauty. And then mm. she says that, Dieting is the most potent political sedative in women's history. And I think that's so real. Like when we're preoccupied and like overly concerned about the size of our bodies or, you know, how, however beauty or attractiveness is defined, like we have less time to focus on the things that matter. Mm -hmm. And so that's really informed a lot of my thoughts around this and my work um, within my shop and outside of it. Um, And, you know, it's like in terms of being balanced, like, want a time-saving tip, stop counting calories. <laughs> want to be in a better like mental, emotional space, stop following people on the internet that make you feel bad about yourself. You know, like yeah. resisting these, um, these negative messages that we constantly are hearing about ourselves um, is tough. But like, if you're able to kind of identify those things and name them and, and work to, I mean, it's impossible to be free of any negative body talk in your life. It's impossible to be free from, you know, all of these like cultural pressures um, to stay small and to be concerned with beauty and to be, you know, concerned with our appearance. But like, if we can 
you know, in big and small ways, work to minimize that a bit. Like there's a lot more space for us to feel balanced and like Mm -hmm. do work that matters and kind of really come into ourselves. Oh, that's so good. And oh my gosh, you paraphrasing the quote and like just honing in on the diet portion of it. So I've always, I've always believed that mindful eating is very different than the diet culture, right? So like mindful eating is, I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to make sure I get some veggies, you know, like I'll just be mindful of what I'm consuming. Um, But dieting can just be so toxic. Tell us more about the work or just things that you've got going on or or thoughts that you may have around the diet culture. Oh, thank you for thank you for asking. I would love to tell you how terrible (laughs) diet culture is. So, okay, diet culture is like the worst. Um, And I think especially because it's a scam because it's like Mm -hmm. not concerned with health or wellness at all. And um, so when I think about like what diet and weight loss culture are, it's more than just like a diet, but it's the whole sort of cultural phenomenon that assumes that like thinness is a standard that we all should be striving for. And this idea that like glorifies thinness and and equates thinness to health and moral virtue. Mm. Because diet culture pathologizes fat bodies, meaning like it tells us that larger bodies are by default like a medical problem. Which, no, like a larger body in and of itself is not a disease or illness. Like, that's not true. That's not science. Right. <laughs> and diet culture also, like, encourages restriction around food. Like, mm-hmm. um, this idea of, like, moralizing or labeling foods as good or bad. And then, like, telling us that people are good or bad if they eat those, quote, unquote, good foods or are bad if they eat those, quote, unquote, bad foods. And I feel like one of the things that we um, that we see that's, like, very um, prevalent and a component of diet culture is the idea that like exercise is only punishment for eating things Mm. or it's only done to like prevent, you know, being fat or being in a larger body. Uh It's like, you know, all of this just makes us feel like garbage does not relate to actual health or wellness. And like I was saying earlier, just like takes us away from more worthwhile and, and sustainable pursuits or like, you know, things to worry about. Um, and also dieting like doesn't usually work. And I feel like that's how it's sort of the biggest scam of them all. Like it's a business, you know, diets work for maybe a minute and the results are rarely long lasting, even if you do everything quote unquote, right. And the thing is like diet companies then will convince you that it's your fault that you failed or they'll reinvent themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, as body positivity becomes more mainstream, it's like you see like literal diet companies taking on that language in an effort to reinvent what they're doing. Um, and they just want to mm-hmm. sell you more stuff. Yeah. Uh, and what's wild too, is that like yo-yo dieting, like is documented to make your body more vulnerable to certain diseases. So it's just another example of how like diet culture doesn't really care about health or wellness. Wow. And you know, when you said the exercise as punishment, like I have right? literally got goosebumps. Because I cannot tell you how often I have been in conversations where I'm encouraging someone, hey, come with me to Pure Bar or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, you know, I'm not working on my summer body right now. And I'm like, what? Come what about the endorphins? Don't you? <laughs> yeah. How does, and, and how is it that, like, we live in this world where, like, exercising only is, like, to make our bodies smaller? Like, there are just so many amazing benefits of moving our bodies if that's something we want to do. And also like 
if people don't want to, I'm a big believer that like health isn't a moral obligation. So it's like you, I, th- I think many folks prioritize health, but like if you aren't able to prioritize health, like that's not my job to police, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like, how, how messed up is this world where we only want to go to the gym or we only want to move our bodies? Um, if it's directed to like, you know, becoming smaller and also like, I don't know, it's just, it's not fair. It's like, we should all just be like kids and be able to run around cause it's fun. Not cause we feel like that's what we're supposed to do because of what we ate or because we're trying to like achieve a body type. That's not like ours. Oh my gosh. So good. See y'all. I told you that you wanted all of this goodness. It's so good. So let's shift gears a little bit and kind of talk about COVID. Season has been really, really interesting, right? Like there's this, people have have had to abruptly change their rhythms and routines and patterns and everything that they've known, you know, up until this point. How are you feeling? What's going on with you? How have you um, been directly impacted by the change? Well, I just, it's a lot, you know? I will say like from like kind of an emotional level, like I am notoriously not great with like sad or kind of low feelings. I'm like very good at excited or invigorated or enraged. Like those are spaces where I live. Um, So to be kind of, I don't know, feeling just sort of like slow, sad, mopey feelings is not my norm. Mm -hmm. But I will say like I, especially lately when those things come up, I really try to like let myself feel that because I think. It is just um, a bit of a roller coaster of emotions at times, you know, like going through living through a pandemic, which like if we just stop and think about that. I mean, like I was talking to my dad, like he is experiencing this for the first time alongside me. And it's like likely this will be the only thing like this we may experience in our lifetimes, you know, Um, and certainly like for people in older generations like my dad, this is probably the only one he will experience. Um, So to just acknowledge like this is a very weird time. and to kind of hold space for that. So mm-hmm. roller coaster of emotions. But what I what in addition to kind of like weirdly low sad feelings, because we're on a roller coaster here, there's a lot of like lovely positive things happening too. Um and I think one of the biggest sort of silver linings that I see is uh, my time is just so much more flexible. Flexible in a way I don't think I've experienced in the last 10 years, you know? So I own a plus-size resale shop. It's a brick-and-mortar space, my first brick-and-mortar location in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and I'm looking to grow. And that's been a tough part of this, too. It's like my my plans for um, growth have really, um, really halted at this point. And they're not, you know, not going to happen. It's just not going to happen soon. Um, and so my storefront is closed and I we're operating virtually. And then also recently I started doing um, appointments for appointment-based shopping. Uh, but like overall, um, it's a lot more work for a lot less profit, which is tough. Um, but my time is just so different. Like I have lots of stuff to do, but it's not like I'm having to staff the shop regular hours like I have for so long. Um, and everything is virtual. So like I still record for my podcast. We record from home. I have meetings with people. I don't have to go anywhere. I just talk to them on the computer. And it has allowed for like a level of flexibility that feels so good for me. Um, That's probably my, one of my favorite things about, or, you know, one of the really lovely things that come from this time. Uh, For instance, like last night I went to a book club. I, 
in regular times, you know, pre-pandemic life, there is 0% chance I would have had the time or energy to tune into this, but I was like 0% chance. But um, it was just like, how easy of an ask is it to just, you know, tune into my computer for an hour um, in like my comfy clothes and chat with people? It was, it was really lovely. And um, yeah, it's just different. You know, I want to go back to something that you said about feeling the feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, did you did you start right at the beginning of, you know, the pandemic with that mindset? Like, I'm just going to embrace this moment and feel the feelings. Or did you have to work yourself up to that? Oh, I think I had to work up to it because it was sort of like, what is happening? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's going on with me? You know, Um, I think. I'm very like solutions oriented. Like I love, you know, going to make a plan, going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, with, and I, I feel like so much of my life is really wrapped up in my business and, you know, that's kind of how I've created my life. And I like that, but it also makes moments like this more challenging, um, because what's going on with this like global catastrophe is also having a really pronounced and profound impact on my livelihood. Um, so that's been hard. So I think at the beginning of all of this, it was like, gotta make a plan, gotta do this, gotta do that. But quickly I realized like, oh no, your plan's not going to work. Like you don't have enough information to make a plan. Like you don't have enough control to make a plan. Also PS, like you are sad all the time. So let's like figure out what's going on here, you know? Um, so it did take a little bit for me to, I don't know, kind of be honest with myself about how this was impacting me and how I was feeling about everything. Did you do something to get to that point? Like, did you have a conversation with self? Did you go for a walk? Um, did you bake a pie? I mean, how did you get to the point where you are on the other side of that hill? That's such a great question. I wish I could say it was this one moment or one thing. And I don't uh-huh. think I have that. But I, I. I think for me, it might have just been time, like time to kind of process and move through things. And another thing that I think has been really helpful for me. So while my shop is closed, like I still come here usually three to five days a week to work. And that kind of element of routine has been so good for me. Um, I actually do like spending time at home and like, okay, especially during the stay at home orders um, here in Minnesota, like I was home more than I think I have ever been home I don't know I was joking with someone like since like I was in high school like I just I'm like a busy woman and I'm rarely you know for days on end or whatever um and it was just like oh this is what it feels like to be home so much wow you know um so but I think that getting back into that routine of just like coming here I mean it feels very safe for me because I'm not um I'm not here with customers you know aside from appointments I have one employee and we're that's still coming in and we're like really honest with each other about like our boundaries and expectations and like our COVID situations you know Mm -hmm. um but that kind of ability to move from place to place was really helpful for me Mm -hmm. um also when, and, and this is hard because it's already cold here, or already getting cold here, um, but in the summer I was able to swim um, and I like to swim all the time, but I didn't feel comfortable going to the YWCA. Like you're, it just, I think any gyms feel a little bit scary for me right now still yeah. um, because of pandemic life, but I would go to the lake beach and I had a very specific, like I, it, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I feel fussy in large groups of people, like just so much right now, but I like would take my stuff, plop in the beach and then just like go out to the deep end where no one was and just flop around for an hour, you know? And like, that was just really, really good for me. So, um, I don't know. I think 
there's been a lot of things that have helped me move through all this. But yeah, like mm-hmm. the location, the being able to kind of go back and forth from home to work has been helpful. And um, just like the outside time, specifically in the water this summer was really good too. That's so good. And you know, you mentioned that you generally have like a positive disposition on life, right? Yeah. Like this yeah. is not something that, you know, you're not used to kind of the negative aspect of yeah. all that's going on in this season. So if there are others out there that are tuning in right now and they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like I'm raising my hand, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, what advice would you give to that person to kind of just navigate this, the weirdness of it all? Like I, I want to smile, but I don't want to smile too hard. Cause you know, People are going through a lot right now and don't know how to kind of manage that delicate dance. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question because that's true. I am just generally, I'm a happy gal. And like, it's not anything. It's just like truly my nature, you know? Right. Um, so, okay. I think like if you are generally a happy person um, and you're feeling a lot of like not so happy feels related to the pandemic, or honestly, this could come in any you know time of life. Um, I, I don't have the answers, but one thing I would suggest is just like being honest with yourself and giving yourself a lot of grace and like being, um, okay with like not feeling your normal self. Um, I think just like letting yourself kind of feel the feels. Um, and then I, what I also sort of heard in your question is like, if you're the kind of person who's naturally just like, you know, um, pretty optimistic um but living Mm -hmm. in a space where other people around us are not so optimistic and acknowledging like yeah i'm having a great day but also like the world is crumbling um so how do i you know respond to that um and i i like truly don't have a good answer for that i also um i think that i'm i've you know shared this with friends before too like i'm not the best friend like some friends are great when like you're going through it and I don't, unless you want to like chat solutions, I don't think I'm always the best friend to talk to when you're going through it. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like hard for me to like be able to sit in kind of quiet, like I'm here for you, but we're not gonna, we don't need to, I don't need to pep you up, you know? Right. Um, so I guess that's just what I would say. Like, and I don't know if I do it well, but um, know that like, it's not your responsibility to cheer everyone up around you. And it's not your responsibility to like bring people to your level or to bring yourself down to their level in terms of mood, you know, um, but to just really be thoughtfully checking in with people. Um, and, and honestly, like kind of communicating your limitations around that, um, for me to be able to say like, Oh yeah. So I know that maybe I'm not like the best person for this in this moment. Um, but what, how can I, how can I be there for you? How can I help you? You know? Oh my gosh, you told us that you didn't have the best answer. And I'm literally <laughs> writing notes here. Like I am like, I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And so, I mean, if folks are listening and are also note takers, that y'all was the note that you want to write down. Because <laughs> what I just heard you say was a straight up boundary. Like, you know, communicate to people. I, I am solutions based. I am here for you when you need um, to walk through and problem solve, right? Mm-hmm. But I may not necessarily be the person that is here to just kind of sit and wade in the water of negativity, you know? So yeah. I, I mean, that is, that is a very clear boundary because if you don't communicate that and you don't enforce kind of what you bring to the table, it's not good for either person. Like 
they're not going to get what they need out of the conversation or the time spent with you. And you're going to be spending time that's not the best way for you to be spending your time. Yeah, I hear that. I think you're right. And also, I do think there's like a little bit of wiggle room there, you know, when it's like Mm -hmm. our closest people are, I I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, no, I'm not here for you, but it would be more of like, okay, how can I be here for you? Like, what do you, what do you need from this conversation? And then being able to express like my limitations around that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody has a space and a season in our lives. And depending on who that person is and what season they are in, in your life, you absolutely have to kind of pivot and make sure that you're responding in a way that works best for both people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that you've been doing a lot of work in body positivity um, and you've been doing it, you know, both at your shop and outside of the shop. Tell us a little bit more about what that looks like for you, either pre-COVID or currently in this season or both. We, I just, I'd be curious to know about some of those things that you've been doing. Awesome. So I, I think for me, I'm always trying to find opportunities to like go a little bit deeper with folks and have conversations about, about our bodies. Um, and to some extent, like clothes are a great way in. So like the shop is a way that I can do that. Um, but I, uh, there has to be more for me. And I think one of the biggest ways that I'm able to do that is through a podcast that I co-host with a friend of mine. Um, it's called Matter of Fat. It's a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Um, and we're really, we call ourselves body positive and, um, I guess I would, um, kind of use that word to describe what I'm up to, but I think I'm more committed to, um, what I would kind of refer to as like the radical, like older sister of body positivity, which is fat liberation, um, which does a better job of like acknowledging the, um, kind of inequities in our society, um, related to folks living in larger bodies and beyond. Um, so yeah, the podcast is probably the biggest way that I'm able to do that. And I do think, um, you know, the pandemic, it, it sort of feels like being in a pandemic um, has brought out some of like the nastiest diet culture moments that we are usually reserved for like just around the first of the year. So I don't know about you, but I often brace myself around January 1 for like more people talking about their diets, more people, you know, expecting everyone to be at the gym, more people interested in like showing their before and after weight loss pictures. Um, And usually it feels like that, like, you know, we're six weeks into the year and that kind of dissipates a bit, but it feels like, especially when folks were really um, kind of staying at home, it Mm -hmm. felt like a lot of, a lot of like negative self-talk and just chatter around like diets and bodies and, and food was coming up. And and I think it's just because like people wanted something to control, you know, like there's so much out of our control that felt like something folks could control. Um, And sure, but I would argue that like, it's not uh, making you any better for it. Um, And so I I think that I have been able to um, try to be a bit of a voice of reason for folks that I'm connected with um, through the shop and through, you know, online communities. And also, um, I've been able to like I was interviewed for the radio um, on our like Minnesota. Um, gosh, what's the word? Can't think of it. It's NPR, but Minnesota Public Radio. Um, and just like there's been other opportunities to be able to be a little bit more vocal um, and to, to let people know like, hey, your body might change. It's a pandemic. Thank your body for making it through this. And right. uh, maybe focus on, you know confronting your like you know racist ideologies and maybe having a different president like maybe those are things we could work on more than like talking about the diet that we're on 
Thank you for giving us um, other things we could focus on. (laughs) (laughs) Those were real life tangible examples of other things you can (laughs) concern yourself about. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) But but that's so real. You know, I didn't even think about, um, I guess, because, gosh, we've been in this kind of rhythm for what seems like forever at this point, you know, there were a lot of conversations very early on about working out at home and, you know, controlling your snack um, intake and all these different things. And now when I think about them, like, gosh, like I I was an avid person that would work out, you know, 6am every single morning when the pandemic happened and there was so much going on, all I could muster up the energy to do was go for a neighborhood walk. You know, I mean, that's all I could even think about. I couldn't think about how to download Google Crack um, app on my phone to get my latest and greatest dumbbell workouts. I mean, you know, like like who who had the time to think about that? Like it was just so much going on and so many things. So um, you're spot on in, you know, like, guys, worry about other things. You know, like do do what you can do and thank your body. I love that. Thank your body. Yeah. And I think as this goes on longer and longer, like we're really looking for routines that are going to make us feel good. And so like for some folks that might involve like moving our bodies or being thoughtful mm-hmm. about what we're eating, but for other people, it might not, you know, and it's just sort right. of like allowing ourselves to do what we need to do to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like blaming or shaming ourselves or other people if we don't do that. Yes. Yes, so true. So true. You are just so full of passion, contagious energy, and so (laughs) many wonderful gems. Like I can feel it through (laughs) this conversation, just how much you care. You know, I mean, like nowadays it just feels like people don't care enough about anything. (laughs) Um, And so it's refreshing to hear someone that cares about others you know, and very passionately care. So thank you for that. Yeah. And the work that you're doing, my goodness, um, so impactful and so necessary. Um, You know, is there anything else that you would love to share with folks? Um, Anything that's fresh on your mind or something that you think people might need to know? Oh, you're so kind to ask. I'm not like, no, there's nothing like really big or exciting <laughs> coming up. I mean, I will. It is it is still a pandemic. I guess actually, while you've allowed me the platform, I would like to remind people that we are, in fact, in a pandemic. And so maybe like you shouldn't have group gatherings and you should be OK with wearing your mask. And it should be. I think that there's a lot of pressure around us to like get back to quote unquote normal. Um and I just really want to encourage people to like be thinking about our neighbors and and know that like while you know regular life and and regular business is important, like people's lives are more important, and that we need to kind of conduct ourselves accordingly. Mm, so well said. Thank you. Thank you. I, mean, I gave you the mic and you dropped it. So there's that. I feel like I'm part of like the very concerned COVID committee and so if anyone needs a friend to be like this is a real thing like just come talk to me well friends I will actually share um all of Kat's like social media places and all the different ways that you can stay in touch with her and get to know her even better Um, but I am so grateful for your time what a gift um to share this space with you today 
so, so much. And I guess I would mention, I appreciate you sharing all the links for all the things. If the things, if so for folks in your audience, if the things I'm talking about related to, you know, fat liberation and body positivity or fat phobia, like if those are ideas that you're still kind of wondering about or um, want to consider further, my podcast, Matter of Fat, mm. deals with all of that. Um, and specifically this uh, summer, I guess this kind of, God, what day is it? Yes, it was the summer. <laughs> we created some mini-sodes um, that are kind of quick. 10 to 15 minute segments that really like uh, break down each of those concepts. So if you're looking for a place to kind of start, that might be a great option for you. That's wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Um, And guys, I'll share a link in the show notes um, so that you have that readily available as well. And you can just pop on over and tune in when you can. So Kat, thank you again so much for being a guest today. Um, Such a delight to have you on the show. And folks, if you are interested in staying um, in the know for the Being Balanced podcast, please do subscribe. Also, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let let me know if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, it's all good either way. I'm just curious. So until next week, thanks so much for tuning in.